It's time for JT the Brick. We kick off the summer at Cliff Branch. Receiver from the University of Colorado, number 21, Cliff Branch. The summer of Cliff. Cliff Branch, all summer long. Back joint for Branch, a saver in the end zone. Branch, leaping catch, touchdown Raiders! Coach, I can beat my guy deep. I said, Cliff, we haven't even played it down yet. How do you, how do you even know who your guy is? The guy was just a nightmare to cover. He said it verbally, you're not going to cover me. You either have it or you don't have it. Well, Cliff had it. JT the Brick. The summer of Cliff. Cliff Branch, all summer long. If that guy was playing today, he would blow the top off the record book. Talked about the big bad Raiders. And here we had a hide. We had a parade Cliff Branch out there. He was 155 pounds. He's a Hall of Famer. As we count down to Cliff, the summer of Cliff on the flagship. And now, here's JT the Brick. And filling in for JT today, here's Harry Ruiz. Raider Nation, Victory Friday. I'll take it. I'll take any wins that the silver and black can get, even in the preseason. I know it doesn't count. And yes, I'm the first advocate to say Don't get too high on a win. Don't get too low on a loss, especially in these situations with preseason action and with week zero games where it's a single game in action because it's the Pro Football Hall of Fame game. But the Raiders, I loved what I saw. I enjoyed the game. I loved what the running back room showed us, proved to us what they could do. And the offensive line, the run blocking looked real good. Pass blocking, I still think they can get better. But overall, the product that we saw from the Raiders, I think left me satisfied from what I was able to watch. With the delay, because we had to wait 40 extra minutes for the game to start. We were talking with Justin Wendy and Raider Reggie all the the way out there in Canton, Ohio yesterday here on the show. And they were saying it looks like it might rain. And then once the pre-show started on NBC... I saw those clouds. I was like, it's definitely going to rain. And yes, they kicked out all the fans from the stadium, kicked out all the players from the field. And it was pretty much just the TV folks that were out there doing their job, keeping the show running. And fortunately, the game was able to be played. Fortunately, injuries weren't a concern. I mean, I just hope uh, Keelan Cole, who I remember got tackled real, real hard helmet to helmet. I hope he's okay. We haven't heard anything about him, but... The Raiders, with this new regime, they won't be saying much um, with injury-wise until they're obligated to, and that's the week of the first regular season game starting then. Then we will get an injury report three days out of the week. But so far, so good, in my opinion, for the Raiders, who, of course, they rested some of their top guys, some of the starters that we will be watching in week one, September 11th against the Chargers in Inglewood. Those guys didn't need to play. And those guys are Derek Carr, Devontae Adams, Darren Waller, Hunter Renfro, the only offensive lineman that we're expecting to play soon in the regular season that didn't see action last night was Colton Miller. And it's all right. He's proven. He has shown us what he can do. The other guys, they all saw action. They all played and they all want to earn their spot. On defense, the guys that we didn't see play, Max Crosby, Chandler Jones, I mean, they don't have to prove anything. We already know what they can do. Denzel Perryman, Pro Bowl, coming off a Pro Bowl year, it's all good. We don't need to see him play either. Rocky Yassine and Anthony Averitt, uh, who were struggling with injuries during the week, but 
they didn't play this game. The good thing is there's still three more preseason games left for the Raiders, just like it used to be for a long time. Four preseason games and then the regular season, the Raiders, they got this extra game and it worked perfectly for Josh McDaniels, who said that he's going to take advantage to the fullest, that he has this extra preseason game to instill his system, to check out what the guys can do. And right now, remember, the Raiders, they still got 90 men on the 90 men on the roster. And they will have 90 men on the roster until after the game against Minnesota on August 14th. Then on August 16th, that number goes down from 90 to 85. August 23rd, that number after the Miami game goes down from 85 to 80. And then August 30th, after the final preseason game and most importantly, those joint practices that they're going to hold against the New England Patriots, then on August 30th, it goes down from 80 to the 53-man roster that the Raiders will kick off the regular season with. So it's a very interesting time of the year. Last night, not, not, not last night, yesterday afternoon, you guys flooded the lines here on Raider Nation Radio talking about what you were expecting and what you were hoping to see from the Pro Football Hall of Fame game. Now I want you to flood the phone lines again but now letting me know what you guys thought about what you saw last night from the Raiders defeating the Jacksonville Jaguars by a final score of 27 points to 11. 702-365-9200 is the number that you got to call, and we will get you on the air with your thoughts. Let's kick off talking about last night's game and get some highlights here on the air. First highlights of the new Raiders play-by-play man, Jason Horowitz. Congratulations. Had his first time on the call. He was out there on location in Canton, Ohio with Big Link, Lincoln Kennedy. And we're going to kick off talking about the second quarter because the Raiders in the first quarter, they were able to move the ball well, but they weren't able to score seven. They got two field goals. In the second quarter, that changed because Amir Abdullah, he took it to the house. Jaguars late to get substitutions out onto the field. Mullins in no hurry. He's got Abdullah behind him. Ball at the eight-yard line on first and goal. A snap and the toss to the right. Abdullah, all kinds of space. Five, end zone. He was all alone, led his way in there. Jermaine Illuminor led the way. And for the first time here in 2022, the Raiders have a touchdown. It's the first touchdown of the new NFL year, and I think it's going to be pretty damn hard to top that celebration that Amir Abdullah had in the end zone with the martial arts and showing off what he can do. And Nick Mullins, he helped set up that that play after uh, leaving the Raiders in the end zone and leaving the team with a Perfect opportunity with Amir Abdullah taking advantage of it, getting into the end zone with the run. Actually, all the Raiders' touchdowns last night were off of runs. So good for Amir Abdullah. The play before that was Nick Mullins connecting with Tyron Johnson for 25 yards, left the Raiders inside the eight-yard line, and on first and goal, had that touchdown happened. And, of course, the audio from the Raider Raiders radio network let's go on with the next touchdown for the Raiders they took a big chunk off the clock to leave the game in the first half with very few time very little time for the Jacksonville Jaguars and on third and eight from the Jacksonville's 12 yard line this is what Jared Sidham the Raiders quarterback did they can get a first down at the Jaguars four 
There's the snap. Stidham settles into the pocket. Now races to the right side. It's nothing but green grass in front of him. 10, 5, touchdown Stidham. QB scampered for 12. He's done it with his arm and now his legs. There you go with the arms and the legs. That's what you like to see with your quarterback that when he ha he's under pressure and he has space, run for it. Go get it. And Stidham did it. And of course, they ended up splitting time both Stidham and Mullins in the first three quarters, and then the fourth quarter was pretty much just Raiders rookie Chase Garbers out of the University of California in Berkeley. But there was another touchdown for the Silver and Black, and once again, it was with the ground game. A guy that was signed exactly a week ago, he was able to get it. Let's go with Mr. Walter. Garber is under center on this first and goal. Fotheringham, the tight end, left to right. Low snap, the pitch to Walter, running right, cuts it back at the five, still on his feet at the two, drags the defender into the end zone. Austin Walter did it himself for eight yards. Touchdown, Raiders. Austin Walter, eight carries, 49 yards, all of them in the fourth quarter. He looked good in, the, in this game, but remember last year as well, Trey Regis, all of Raider Nation was in love with that kid. Louisiana Lafayette, if I remember correctly, and he did a good job. But the thing is, there's a lot of depth in that running back room. We didn't see Brandon Bolden, but we did see Zamir White, who I really enjoyed watching him. His strength, his versatility, his speed, the boost that he has the moment that he gets the ball. I love what I saw from this kid. The former Georgia Bulldog, the national champ, he did a good job when he took the ball out on the field. 11 carries, 52 yards. He didn't score, but he put the Raiders in good spots. So they were the top two running backs yards-wise. Samir White, Austin Walter. Right behind them, surprisingly, in my opinion, once the game started and the Raiders carried the ball for the first time, I'm like... Am my eyes just playing a game with me right now? Because am I looking at number 28 on the field? Yeah, that's JJ. That's Josh Jacobs right there. What's going on? Well, he looked good on the field. He looks healthy. And that's something that the Raider Nation should be excited about. But it caught me off guard. Josh Jacobs on the field right now? All right. Well, this is what Josh McDaniels, the head coach of the Raiders, said about the starting running back for this team the last three years seeing action in a preseason game. Was everybody ready to go? You know, and, uh, you know, we, we made the decisions we thought were the right decisions for our team and um, some based on depth, some based on just wanting to get guys opportunities to, you know, get in there. And I always think it's good for backs to carry the ball in the preseason, you know, and. You know, there's a lot of things that happen when you're getting tackled and hit that you can't simulate in practice. So um, I think all our guys had the ball tonight. All our, all our guys either caught it or, um, or, you know, were handed the ball and had to get, you know, tackled. And, um, you know, we can't really simulate that or rep that in practice. You know what? Hearing that from Josh McDaniels left me a little bit more calm. I was like, all right, I'm just overthinking some stuff. Josh Jacobs had his five carries for 30 yards, had his two receptions for 14 yards, seven touches, and of course, tackled right there in those plays. But we've seen in the past injury concerns with him. But this, this is a new regime. This is a new coaching staff. This is a new front office for, for the Raiders. And they wanted to see their guy. And Josh Jacobs, he took care of the ball. He didn't fumble. The Raiders, the only fumble that comes to mind was that uh, bad exchange in the first play that... Nick Mullins was out, out on the field between him and the center, Andre James. But besides that, the Raiders were mistake-free. 
And penalty wise, they were as good were good as well. But in the Josh Jacobs topic, all right, we saw him here with the ball in his hand seven times. Are we going to see him again against Minnesota? Or was this the test that the Raiders wanted to do? That's going to be the the big question mark in August 14th. We'll figure it out out here in Las Vegas, Nevada. Samir White, we already spoke about him a little bit here on the air, and he definitely was the man that a lot of folks in the Raider Nation got impressed by what he did out on the field. And here is what head coach Josh McDaniel said about Samir White's performance. Yeah, he, um, you know, he did that in Georgia. You know, uh, he ran hard with the ball in his hands, and it's tough to tackle. Um, you know, he finishes runs uh, the right way, um, brings a physical element to the game and the team. Uh, so, you know, it was a good opportunity for him to get in there and, you know, do that at our level, um, you know, and played in a kicking game some. You know, we'll, like I said, there's going to be some things we have to tweak and, and clean up, um, you know, but I thought for him to get out there and, and establish that's the style of runner he was at Georgia and then to see him do it here was good. Yeah, to see him do it in the NFL level is good. But there's also uh, kicking you back to reality when you actually go against other teams' starters and other teams' all-pro players and pro bowlers. It's different than playing against guys in the second quarter of a preseason game after they barely started practicing in full gear a couple of days before that preseason game. I'm just saying. Not hating, just stating. Cool that he did it yesterday. Hopefully he can continue doing it in the preseason, improving his worth. And look, if the Raiders traded up to get him in the fourth round of the NFL draft, that means that they got big plans for him. They want to play him. I don't think they will be playing him quick, soon, once the season starts. I think that they will take advantage of their veterans, the guys that they have in that room that have been there, done that in the league, and then eventually start putting him into situations. Or, unfortunately, with injuries happening, we know that we can't prevent them in the NFL. They're going to happen. I hate saying it, but injuries are going to happen. So if one of your... Three vets that you have in that room right now that we expect them to be Josh Jacobs, Kenyon Drake, and Brandon Bolden. If one of them three go down, then that means that there's an opportunity for Samir White, who's the running back potentially of the future. You look at at the contracts, and he's the one that has his contract the longest for the Raiders right now in that running back room. So keep that in mind. I like what I saw from the kid, and hopefully we can see more next week out here in Las Vegas. I love the balance that the Raiders had to kick off that game. You look at the amount of plays that they had in the first half. They doubled what the Jacksonville Jaguars had. 44 plays for the Raiders, 22 for Jacksonville. They doubled the time of possession, 20 minutes and 18 seconds versus 9 minutes and 42 seconds from the Jags. I love that. The Raiders, they had 21 Rush attempts in the first half out of 44 total plays in that first half. That means that we saw a balanced attack, and we saw something that we weren't used to in the John Gruden era. We saw the Raiders being quick, getting into the huddle, getting a quick play, and there's 20 seconds left on the play clock, and they were already going to their next play. Some no-huddle offense as well. We saw that on yesterday's game. 
That's what we want to see. Josh McDaniels bringing his mentality, his youth, what he has in mind, bringing it into the game. That's good. That's what I like, what I saw from yesterday's game. What did you like? Call in 702-365-9200. And we got on the line the man himself, JT the Brick, who was there yesterday at Canton, Ohio. JT, great to having you here on your show. Thank you, my friend. Appreciate you being there. A beautiful uh, overcast now starting to rain again. You saw the rain last night, which was pretty serious for about 10 minutes. People were running for shelter, but then the game came on, and uh, I thought the Raiders played. I caught a little bit of what you said. I thought the Raiders played really physical, physical football. It all wasn't perfect, but they are buttoned up. The, the running game looked fantastic. I was surprised Josh Jacobs played. I got no wind of that during the pregame. We didn't expect that. And, you know, it's a new era with Josh McDaniels. That, that win meant a lot to him. He had 100 people, 100 people, guests and family there to see him where he played all his games. And the players played like it was really important for Coach, which was great. Yeah, JT, I, I, things I saw, I saw them crisp, poised, confident. Fast-paced, the body language that you saw on the field, I know it's just preseason and it's a lot of guys that are trying to earn their spot on the team, but if that's what we're seeing from them, I can only imagine what we're going to see from guys like Derek Carr, Devontae Adams, Max Crosby, Chandler Jones, once they get on the field. We don't know if it'll be like it used to in the past, the third preseason game, if they see action, or if we're going to wait until week one. Well, Harry, the way I've been explaining it, it's, it's like employees competing to keep their job when they get a new boss. You get a new boss that comes in, he doesn't know you, and you got to impress him to keep your job. That's the whole thing I'm saying, is that you know the rookies come in and they're going to be ready to play because they're fighting for a roster spot or the practice squad. But the guys who have been here, I mean, there's no screwing around. This guy, Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziegler, and all due respect to the coaches before, they're all quality NFL great coaches. But this is brand new and different, and it's really tight. It's very serious. There's no screwing around, and everybody's there to play. And I just thought that first, first half of the first quarter, they were jumping and flying all over the ball, and I like the finishing of the tackling. Look, there's still question marks on this offensive line. We know that. And there's a lot of guys who didn't play last night. For, but for the zero preseason game, the one before the first, I thought they looked really good, and now they got some good momentum to go look at the tape and practice and get better. Yeah, and I love that, that now Coach McDaniels is going to be able to coach off of what they saw yesterday and go off of that and into the upcoming week with a very important game against Minnesota out here at home. They're not where they want to be or need to be, but this was a good first step. How did you see the excitement from the Raider Nation out there, JT? Yeah, it was good. It was, it was weird because... You know, the rain and the weather was serious. I mean, we're not used to that. We have monsoon season now in Vegas where it could happen. And I'm looking now at the hotel. It is pouring like the hardest amount of rain you've ever seen. And last night when that lightning and the thunder rolled in, you know, people that are from here were like, get to shelter quick. And that kind of took a little bit of the edge off. But then when it stopped raining and the sun was setting, it looked beautiful, looked great on TV. I was in the booth. By the way, congratulations to Jason Horowitz. I didn't hear the whole game, but I heard the beginning with Lincoln Kennedy. We welcomed him in, and it was just an important day. It was an imp- I want every Raider fan to understand this. This is really important. Dave Ziegler's from here. 
Josh McDaniels are from here. They wanted to win this game. They wanted to send a message. They wanted to be a clean football team that showed strength and showed poise, and they did that. So they're off to a really good start. I'm not going to make a big deal of this game. I never would on any preseason game. I mean, what did Raider Nation think when Josh Jacobs came out there? I was like, holy crap, Josh Jacobs is out there getting the ball running downhill. You know, he didn't have his option year picked up, and you can tell Josh, by the way he was running, was running with a purpose, angry, hey, this is my team, I'm the featured back, get out of my way, and running behind a pretty good offensive line, at least on the right side. We liked what we saw from Josh. But we like what we saw from Zamir White as well. Tell me what you observed up there from the press box yesterday from the yeah, rookie he, I, from Georgia. Yeah, I was down on the field, and he's just bigger. He, you know, we didn't see much of him, as you know, when you and I were at camp and you know, some of the times he missed. He just looked big. He looked big and strong and nasty. And as Coach said after the game, he, he ran with a purpose. He ran with a hard purpose. So I was pretty impressed. I thought... You know, that's a back that's going to get the ball. See, I, see, I, I don't know what's exactly going to happen with him because on goal line and short down and distance, you know, Josh is really good at that. Josh's got a lot of touchdowns, you know, inside the five-yard line. He's very explosive, but this kid is a different story. So I think he could come in and really be an impact player early. And, look, we know what's going to happen for that fourth wide receiver, that fourth wide receiver spot, this serious competition there but you know let's get to the point they got to figure out the offensive line here harry oh absolutely i was talking to one of the raider legends at the hotel today and you know i've said this all camp i think they're going to go get i think they're going to get another offensive lineman and i think it's a priority and they'll do that pretty quickly here and you know whoever that player is and however he fits into the system they're going to have to go get one because i think the offensive line needs another starter after last night maybe i'm wrong Maybe in these next two preseason games. Oh, and, and one other thing. It's Trayvon Walker. Comparable to Khalil Mack in regards to brute strength speed off the edge. For a debut player, number one pick overall, closest thing I saw to Khalil when Khalil was a rookie with just the size and physicality and what he looks like. You know, he just looks different. He came out on the field and we saw him in real time, and everyone in that stadium was like, that's a superstar. So the Raiders will see him later in the season. He's going to be a problem. Oh, absolutely. And then by then, he will already have some experience under his belt going against ones from other teams. So he's not going to be like last night that he was going against opposition in the NFL for the first time ever. He ended up getting the first sack of the game. He had a couple of tackles also to his name. So Keep your eye on Trayvon Walker. The offensive line, JT, the Raiders still got the 90-man roster until August 16th. It's going to be interesting what they do. I lo- I did love the run block. They did a good yeah. job with that, but they allowed five sacks last night. So each quarterback ended up getting their backs on the ground, so they got to protect that. And Talking about quarterbacks, Jared Sidham, he was a man that started the game. He was a man with the experience off of Josh McDaniel's playbook from his time in New England. From what you saw, is he the man to yeah. beat for this job? Yeah. yeah, it's his job. I mean, it's his job. I, I don't know how he wouldn't have the job for what you just said. He's good. He's a very good backup. He could step into McDaniel's system. If anything happened to Derek, he helps Derek out in the quarterback room, helping Derek prep because he's already been in the McDaniel system. So everything checks all the boxes with him. He was a backup in New England for Brady for a reason. He's, he'll be a backup here, and 
you know, if he has to play, you know he can play. And the Raiders have, other than maybe one offensive line slot that they got to fix, this thing is loaded. Before the game, they had what I called their all-star game. And I, there's got to be a picture up at Raiders.com. You had in the end zone stretch and was Derek, Devontae, Max, Hunter Renfro, Colt Miller with no shirt on, warming up. And I looked at it, and it was just like one of those classic old Raider pictures from the 70s and 80s when their best players, they got a picture with like five or six of the best players on those teams together. And it really hit me like, look, there's five or six guys stretching in the end zone there that are all all pro guys, capable guys to take this team deep into the playoffs in a Super Bowl run here in the next couple of years. They just got to figure out the back end of this roster. The back end of this roster and right tackle has got to get fixed. And Dave Ziegler is, is really good at this. He's find out, and it's best available next man up. But Raiders, Raiders still got some work to do with this O-line. And I think last night was a building block to give three or four of those either starters or backups, number two and three guys, a lot of good confidence, like Lester Cotton going forward and Dilla Parnham and some of these other guys to say, man, I felt good. I'm going to have a great week of practice. I'm going to be ready for the next game. Because three or four of those guys are going to play a lot in the preseason, which I like. I don't think Carr needs to play or Devontae or Max. But these other guys got to get reps. And what kind of message did McDaniel send last night putting in Josh Jacobs? That was a message moment to the entire league. My guys are playing. My guys even who think they're going to start might not. We got other guys behind him who are just as good, and they're all going to compete. Last night was about competition. I thought it was a great night. Now it's about Cliff. Now it goes into speed kills. It goes into Cliff's corner. It goes into the party and hopefully a sea of silver and black tomorrow. Everybody set their DVRs at noon. Uh, go to NFL Network, hit the extension on your DVR, and just click it all day and watch Mark Davis and the Raider Nation take over Canton. Absolutely, and you're there, JT. How many Hall of Famers, how many alumni have you seen out there, if you can actually count all of those, because there, there's a lot out there? Well, I'll name drop for you. I had dinner last night with Jim Kelly and Fred Bolitnikoff. Freddie brings me around, and afterwards we went to the bar, the Hall of Fame bar, and Charles Woodson was there, Richard Seymour, and Andre Reed, and you know all these legends, Tom Mack, and the guys who played with Freddie, like Dave Wilcox, and they were all talking. They were all like, wow, look at this. It's just a Raider invasion, because again, Mark Davis said, this is my moment for my best friend, let's go big. And then in the lobby, I just came up to call you, you know, there's everybody from that 70s, 80s era, Kenny King, you know, Ira. You look around, you see George Atkinson, Morris Bradshaw, all the guys who are Cliff's best friends. They're all here with their wives and Cliff's family. So it's just going to be a lot of fun. Hopefully the weather turns around because this is a place when it rains, it rains. If, if it was raining like this tomorrow, they'd cancel it. It's raining that hard. So hopefully we get a good break in the weather and everybody has a great time. Been, been waiting too long for this moment to happen. It can't rain. We need that rain to stop. And JT, <laughs> uh, something that I didn't expect and I was shocked when I saw it on TV, the torch, the Al Davis torch was out there at, uh, at the stadium. Yep. And Elaine Anderson, uh, Cliff's sister, she lit it up. And that kind of things that MD does is, is what makes the Raiders special. It, yeah, you, you nailed that, Harry, because that was I didn't know that was happening either, and the guys who moved it and got it in place, and then they moved it to a different spot. 
so it looked better on TV. That's just the touch of the Raiders. Look, the Raiders won Super Bowl 11, 15, and 18. They haven't won since. That's a long time ago. We're in the mid-50s now in Super Bowls and past that. There's got to be a dawning of a new era now with the Raiders. It starts with Ziegler and Josh McDaniels and Carr and the stars we talked about. And this thing's being built differently. And I think most Raider fans are going to like it. Change comes. You might not like change initially. Just like we said with the Legion Stadium, the fans in L.A. and Oakland, oh, my God, what's it going to be like? No, they're leaving. Look what happened. Now they're the number two revenue team in the league. They can go get these players, and they're getting better and better stars. Hopefully this season, for the next five, six, seven seasons, the Raiders have a chance to get on a run, a really special run, where they're playing for the Super Bowl two or three times, winning playoff games, and it's going to have to be because they got it right with Josh McDaniels. If they get it right with the coach who's won more Super Bowl rings than any other person in the Hall of Fame in Canton, as an assistant, he's number one. Now he's got to bring that expertise to this team as the head coach. And I have confidence and everybody in this building, everybody on this trip has a lot of confidence in him. And he was walking around so proud, so proud of his brother who played quarterback in Canton, his dad and his family, that you could just tell the players realize, win this for coach. It's not a big deal. It's, it's a preseason game, but he wants to impress and show his family the greatest accomplishment of his life now to be the head coach of the Raiders. And man, damn, did everybody step up and do a good job. It was very professional, very buttoned up. It's different now, and uh, I'm excited to be a part of it. Change is diff- is hard to do at times, but fortunately, the change with the Raiders, the Raider Nation is understanding it, and they're enjoying it right now. They enjoyed last night's win. We'll see what happens out here on August 14th. The Raider Nation is going to be representing big time at Allegiant Stadium. JT, we got an hour with you coming up from 1 to yeah. 2 with all Cliff content. Yeah, we, we Bobby, this is all Bobby. He does an unbelievable job running the show, so Bobby put together a best you know, our summer at Cliff, and I want to make sure that everybody understands this, from Modelo to Remy Martin, Sam and Ash, Grimaldi's, PT's, that fuels the monologue, Resorts World, Virgin Hotel, all of our proud partners, Meetup Vegas. I know those spots run all the time. Everybody knows the partners on the show. There's no way I'm in Canton without these partnerships and the ability to have these great partners at Lotus Broadcasting and the Raiders. So we're going to do a tribute hour for Cliff at the top of the hour, the best of the summer, Cliff. Hope everybody enjoys it. And then please, everybody get on their phones and hashtag, hashtag Cliff Branch, hashtag it tomorrow when he gets in and make sure that's the number one trending topic in Canton is Cliff Branch tomorrow. It'd mean a lot to everybody. Oh, absolutely. Use the hashtag represent Cliff Branch. Share your pictures online. Let's make this Cliff stay. It is a Hall of Fame. It is a lot of inductees going in, but we're going to make sure that Cliff is the one that we put out there in the biggest marquee. JT, thank you so much, man, and enjoy tomorrow. Enjoy today. Enjoy tomorrow as well. Thanks, Harry. Take care. Everybody have a great time. There you go, JT the Brick. Bobby Machado, he has a huge show lined up from 1 till 2 p.m. 
everything Cliff Branch related. Remember, fans, the JT LeBrick Show is presented by Grimaldi's Pizzeria. Hands down, my favorite pizza in Las Vegas. Only at Grimaldi's Pizzeria can you get the famous New York-style coal-fired brick oven pizza that you crave. Grimaldi's has four locations in the Vegas Valley. To find one near you, go to GrimaldisPizzeria.com. Coming up, your calls, 702-365-9200. The phone lines are starting to get lit up, so if you want to get in, call right now. Plus, we got interviews with Jared Sidham, Nate Hobbs, and Samir White. Let's go to a break, and we'll be right back here on the JT The Brick Show. To the JT The Brick Show with today's guest host, Harry Ruiz. Branch to the left, Valetnikov to the right, Stabler back to pass again from midfield, throwing a deep bomb, going to Branch against Livers. Livers knocks it down, Branch catches it, touchdown Raiders! Holy Toledo! What else can happen here on the Great Michigan Riverfront in Chicago? Livers went up! Holy Toledo, we're less than 24 hours away from Cliff Branch finally being inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame as a member of the 2022 class. I'm so excited. I'm so happy that it's finally happening. And I'm also excited and happy after what we saw last night from the Week Zero preseason game between the Raiders and the Jacksonville Jaguars. I want to hear from you, Raider Nation. 702-365-9200. Our first caller of the day is from here, from Vegas. Jared, what's up, my man? Harry Maurice, how are we doing today? Doing fantastic, man. It's great hearing from you. What did you think about last night's game? Man, you know what? I liked I liked a lot of things. It was very encouraging. The defense looked good. They caused the turnover. Could have been two. They got their hands on some balls. I thought they were really catchable. But overall, defense was encouraging. Uh, the running game, man, looks like shades of old. I love to see the power football. We were getting downhill. Lester Cotton. Man, what can we say about Lester Cotton? That dude has been putting in the work. And Alex Leatherwood looked like he put in the work as well. He did not look like he was a liability. He looked like he fit the part. But we got to talk about Brandon Parker. Man, I heard you guys just talking about Trayvon Walker, and I would like to pump the brakes on that just a little bit. Man, comparing him to Khalil Mack is getting a bit above the skis or out in front of your knees, if you know what I'm saying. I thought Brandon Parker played high. He got up. He, he showed him his chest really high. He had horrible hand placement. He got bossed by Trayvon Walker in a way that a rookie shouldn't let you do that. I mean, he slapped his hands down like he was playing with a toddler. It didn't look good. It didn't look good at all. Anyone can have a bad day. God knows I've had many of bad days at my job, too. But for me, man, he did not look the part. I know we all came in, or some of the Raider Nation came in, worried about Alex Leatherwood. He wasn't the problem. Brandon Parker has, has a lot, a lot to do 
if he wants to make the, ro- the roster in my eyes because he just doesn't look like he's putting in on the fundamentals. Like, again, came out of his stance, stood straight up, got boxed down, couldn't handle um, remedial stunts. I mean, you know, that passing, that, that pass-off game inside-outside, that's, that's training camp stuff, and he looked foolish. So that, that's my takeaway. Um, I'm a bit more concerned than I was going into the game. Because I wasn't worried about Alex, but man, I am worried about if Colson goes down. Yeah, and look, the good thing, my friend, is that Brandon Parker is listed as the backup right tackle, and Colton Miller, we know, is going to be in that spot with the left tackle position. Thank you so much for your call, Jared. We got to move on to the next one. Mitch from New Jersey is on the line as well. Mitch, is always great having you here on the on the show. Well, type I'm. I'm happy to talk to you. Glad to be, glad to be talking to you. Thanks for taking the call. Always a good show. Um, first of all, I'm quite happy with the the running game, especially White. He's going to be good. I thought Josh should have just rested. I, I know it's his year to prove it all, or prove it is in his uh, walkout year, contract year. Uh, but two other things. What do you think about the, the backup quarterbacks? I can't believe uh, uh, Colin... Um, Colin couldn't beat one of those two guys out. I know it was a little controversial, but he's no criminal. And um, I didn't see, I know I brought up yesterday, Farrell, first-round pick, fourth in, the, in that draft. I didn't see him in the box at all. Did he, was he in the game not make a single tackle? I think, I think he didn't play last night. I'm not 100% sure, but I think he didn't play. He, was, uh, he missed a couple of practices with an injury, so that might have been the reason that they weren't going to put anybody in, the, in there that wasn't 100% about the backup competition. Look, you just wanted guys that, for example, in the case of Jared Sidham, he has been there, he has done that in the system. He doesn't have a lot of experience on the field as other guys, including Nick Mullins, who if you look at stats and if you look at what he has done against the Raiders at times with San Francisco and then last year with the Browns coming in on two days' notice with the COVID situation out there in Cleveland, and he almost beat the Raiders, a playoff, a Raiders team that made it to the playoffs and with the Browns' decimated lineup. Oh, so that's why I think they're there and not Colin Kaepernick, who had a workout, and since he had the workout with the Raiders, he hasn't had a workout elsewhere. Wow. I like the Nick Mullins. Uh, if he's going to be our backup, you know I'm going to uh, slip in Sean Mullins instead of Nick. That's my fault, not yours. Yeah, no, and you know what? In my opinion, Nick has a chance. Stidham has a head start. It's his job to lose. And guess what? We got three more preseason games to see these fellas in action. Last night, both of them completed eight passes. Stidham, 96 yards. Mullins, 72. Let's go to our next caller, passionate Raider. Always bringing that passion from the Raider Nation. How are you, my friend? Man, what's up, Harry, man? I love the way you run the show, man. I love the way you interact with the fans, man. You you show a lot of love and a lot of a lot of passion in what you do, and you seem like you really love doing it, man. That That's great, man. But about the game last night, man, I was really, really happy to just come out there and finally see a disciplined Raiders team, man. They just had a, they just had a, a, a groove about them. Every one of them players was out there playing. No one was playing reckless. I wouldn't say Brandon Parker was playing reckless. I'm just thinking Brandon Parker didn't put it in the work that he needed to, and he might have to be, he might have to be the one that has to go, or we might have to look outside the box because, like, like, like the caller before said, Jared, man, he was just getting pushed around too easily by a rookie, and he's a third-year 
third-year man now, so I wasn't really happy with that. But the defense, the running back, I'm very, very confident, very, very confident. I'm feeling great that we got a backup quarterback that knows this system, that's willing to stay in there and take a hit, and that'll put, tuck it down and take off and run when he has to. That's what we need if D.C. goes down, man. I'm really feeling fired up about this year, Harry. I'm on my way right now. i got to drive 45 minutes. No, actually, it's like 57 minutes to the mall, the only place I can buy a Raiders hat. Because I'm on my way right now to get me another hat for this year because it is trophy season. Come on, Raiders. Let's go. Let's keep that swag rolling, Harry. Let's keep this team fired up. we got a coach now, and to see McDaniels there, for his first time being a head coach, to me, I didn't know the history he had with that place, man. We've got something special brewing in Raider Nation right now, man. This team is for real. It is finally our time where these cards are going to line up and they're going to fall down one by one and pick that trophy up along the way. Come on, Raider Nation. Let's go, Raiders! Passionate Raider, always bringing it here on the JT The Brick Show. A lot of great points that he did put out here on the line for us, and we're going to have to keep that in mind. Go get that hat, my brother, and go keep stacking the silver and black gear. We're going to close out the segment with Antonio from Modesto. Antonio, como estas? Good. How you doing, brother? Doing fantastic, man. After a Raiders win, we're always with a big smile on our faces. And after a loss, we'll just keep celebrating at the tailgate after the game. But today, we celebrated with a win. What did you think about last, yesterday's uh, game? Well, you know what? I don't want to be a downer, man. And I totally, I totally just, I've been listening to Pro Focus. I've been listening to a bunch of other guys. I think, and I hope I'm wrong, because I'd love to see uh, Josh Jacobs be part of this, what's going to happen this year. But I was shocked to see him in there. And I don't want to sound like everybody. I'm sure someone's already said this. I think they're shopping him. I mean, he's, they're, they're not. Gonna, I don't know how much money he's going to be asking for. It says last year they didn't make his offer. So I hope I'm wrong. But I, I don't know if you guys already talked about a couple of guys. I know I heard. I heard the coach say he wanted to get some guys some run. But I, I hope they're not. But I got a feeling they're shopping them. Uh, 28. JJ. Josh Jacobs. Man. Um, what's your thoughts? Is that a possibility? I mean, you're going to need help on the offensive line. I mean, you, if you let him go. Uh, this year, you ain't going to get nothing for him next year. So I don't want to see him to go, but just as a business guy, I think that might be shopping him. I just take your comments off the air. Thank you. Antonio, anything is possible. And I'm not going to lie to you. When I saw him take that first rush of the game, I was like, wait, why is Jacobs on the field? I mean, I was calling the game, but in my mind, I was like, well, that's not a good sign. Then when I heard McDaniels give his explanation post game, I was like, all right, it makes sense. The running backs... At practice, they do their thing. They're not very much into contact at practice, but it's good. Brandon Bolden said it in one of the interviews. It's like he likes feeling the contact and not having to go at 20 30%, going all the way to 100% with those contacts. It makes sense. So is it possible? Anything is possible. Will it happen? I don't think it will, but it's a thing that I'm not going to lie to you. It crossed my mind. Raider Nation. Yesterday was game day, so now it's time to celebrate with the Modelo. Modelo is a proud sponsor of the Raiders and the official beer of the fans with the fighting spirit. It doesn't matter where you come from. It matters what you're made of. Modelo is a Chris Pilsner-style lager that sets the standard for authentic authentic Mexican beer. We're going to come back with post-game reaction from the Raiders locker room here on the JT The Brick Show.
back to the JT The Brick Show with today's guest host, Harry Ruiz. Raider Nation is a big word, and mm-hmm. the Raiders have always was the first team to use the word nation. Everybody has adopted that, you know, every t- franchise used the word nation, but the Raiders was the first one to say Raider Nation. Mm-hmm. Exactly. There's only one nation, the Raider Nation. Shout out to our friends at Remy Martin, proud partners of the JT The Brick Show. Whether it's a Remy sidecar, Remy old-fashioned, or just on ice, Remy Martin Cognac should always be your choice. Sit back, relax, and enjoy tomorrow's Cliff Branch induction with a Remy Martin by your side. Remy Martin, team up for excellence. Someone that we haven't spoke about a lot in the show is Nate Hobbs, who yesterday we saw him play on the outside. He had a stud rookie season as the slot cornerback for the Raiders. Yesterday, with the injuries that the team has had, Specifically, Trayvon Mullen Jr. being out of action and Rocky Seen and Anthony Averett sitting out the game. Nate had the opportunity to go back to his roots on the outside as a cornerback. Here's his interview post game from the team's locker room. Now there's access in the locker room, so here's what we got from that. Shut out in the first half. Didn't get a touch out to light in the game. From a defensive perspective, even though it's a preseason and all that, how good does that feel? I feel like the first half, you know what I'm saying? Everybody was on one accord, he was on one page. And we was really just running to the ball and playing hard. I feel like if you do that as a defense, I feel like we got a type of defense that can do it. But um, I feel like in the second half, late in the fourth quarter, things got a little sloppy, little, not how we do things. But I feel like for the most part, um, my ones, twos, threes went in there and performed uh, to, the, to our standard to the fourth quarter. So. I feel like the defense picked up everything pretty quickly. I mean, it's only the first preseason game, but you guys look like you guys were on the same page pretty quickly. Yeah, I feel like um, as a, from a player standpoint, I feel like we still need to do more. We still could get better, right. but I can see it forming together, um, how we getting on the same page. And I feel like when we do um, catch our catch our groove for real, how I mean, good and important is it, for, especially for a defensive player, the way that practices are structured, you can't tackle to the ground, to finally get on the field and, and do what you guys are supposed to do defensively? Yeah, that, that, it's, it's crazy because all week they preach, Stay up, stay off the ground, don't tackle, don't do this, don't hit the quarterback. And then it's just like another whole different environment in the game. But that's what we play football for, man. That's really, uh, I think every dude who steps in this locker room, they love the physical aspect of the game. So it's always a breath of fresh air. I know it sounds crazy. <laughs> breath of fresh air to get a, to be able to uh, actually get physical and tackle. You know, you tell, you tell us all the time, you'll play wherever they ask you to play. You're yeah. outside today, look fantastic. Which... What is it like being out there on, on the outside now after spending the year in the slot? It's it's like second nature, honestly. I um, played outside in high school and college, and really, uh, I don't I don't really care where they put me as long as I can be on the field and produce for the team. Man, I'm gonna do that. It's a great opportunity. Um, I feel like it's just special to be able to for, with this coaching staff to trust me like they do. There's cornerback Nate's Hob- Nate Hobbs after yesterday's postgame availability. The Raiders take on Minnesota week number one of preseason on August 14th. Sunday, 1.25 p.m. kickoff at Allegiant Stadium. That one won't get postponed because of weather. 
unfortunately, the stadium is domed. The JT The Brick Show is brought to you by Resorts World Las Vegas. Check out Red Tail at Resorts World, a social interactive gaming lounge with sports betting on site and live entertainment. Happy hours every Thursday through Sunday from 4 to 6 p.m. $3 off any 20-ounce beer, $2 off all appetizers, and $1 bone-in wings. Raider Nation, the next hour, Bobby Machado is going to be here on the ones and twos with JT The Brick content about of course cliff branch then from two to three sorry two to five q is still in canton ohio and he will have unnecessary roughness here with everything post game from yesterday from the raiders and of course everything ahead of tomorrow's induction ceremony i'm harry ruiz have a great weekend raider nation the jt the brick show continues here on raider nation radio 9 20 a.m